Thank you, Pastor Jeff and worship team. Man. Say it once, say it a thousand times. Thank you, Jesus, for our worship team. Dedicated <clears throat> and excited. Well, how's everyone doing this morning? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We got a first timer. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that'll work for me. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk to you about something that I think is going to be very fitting. Very, 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 very fitting. Um, I'm sure you guys have all heard the statement, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Right. <clears throat> um, when I first came into ministry, I I prayed and I was like, Lord, you know, I, I just want to do Your will. Whatever You say, do. Whatever You say, do. And I remember, I remember having a moment when when God was like, Are you sure about that? You know, my son said to a few fellows that if you want to follow me and if you want what I have and to do what I will do, then you will have to deal with what I deal with. And um, when I read that in the scripture, I, I really thought twice about everything. And I was like, okay, Dwayne, are you sure this is what you want, right? I weighed the cost about what it was I was thinking about. <clears throat> then some years later, um, I, I had an opportunity to, uh, you know, I became a youth pastor, and, and, you know, I was like, Lord, if you send them, I will preach to them. And, and the room filled up. You know, we went from like eight students to 25 students. And I was overjoyed until that one student decided he wanted the show. And I was like, okay, well, Lord, this is what I signed up for. So we're going to do this anyway. And it was successful. He became one of my main students. He came over to my house and we ministered to him. And, and it was great. But the thing that I'm getting at is sometimes when we ask for something, we're really not counting the cost. We're not thinking about what we're getting ourselves into. Um, and, and even today, I'm like, you know, Lord, I want, I want to be at a church that is accepting and loving and open to anybody to come in and hear the word of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. And so we have to I have to be prepared for any situation. Right. And I have to know that whatever comes. The one I prayed to in the first place is in control. But that's not what we do. That's not what we do. That's not the way we operate. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I told you last week when I started that I was planting seeds, 
That's is, that, that is what this is. I need you to understand that what I'm doing is I am planting seeds that I hope will overgrow the weeds. I'm planting seeds that I hope will come, grow up in you, and change the way you think. That is my purpose. I don't expect for you to walk out of here completely different today. I'm going to be honest. And that's because when I went to God about this and he shared this with me, I felt like he told me, don't, don't, have, don't be affected by what you see. Have expectations for what I said I will do. Okay? So, here we are. 2021, I've been in pastoral ministry now for three years about a little over three years did about nine to ten years of youth ministry and I have experienced this that I'm talking to you about multiple times I pray for one thing I ask for one thing and then I get sometimes exactly what I pray for and sometimes for, but it doesn't look the way that I thought it would look. I've got a little joke for you. Because like I said, we don't really handle this the way that we should sometimes. So I have a little story. I got this story offline. Two stories, as a matter of fact. First story. We know that, well, I'm going to speak to the men real quick. We know that sometimes in marriage... We have to, yes, we have to be very careful about what we do and how we do it. And so when the moments come around where it's time to give a gift, we have to be very careful. And we have to be on time. It has to be perfect. You know, like we have to know what we've never been told. I mean, we have to nail it. Nail it. And if we don't, it can be problems. So there's a situation, this story talks about a man who, who ran into a bit of an issue. I don't know what the exact issue is. I don't know if he missed it, missed the mark. I don't know if he was late. I don't know if he forgot. Whatever the situation was, he did not nail it. And so his wife went to him and she's like, listen to me, listen to me. I am going to need you to come better next time. You know what I like, so therefore, when I come out to go to work, there better be something in the driveway that goes from zero to 206 seconds. So this man, being the bright man that he is, that's questionable. You, you might question that when you hear this. He went to work. The wife woke up the next morning, got dressed, looked at him, you know, <laughs> gave him one of those. And she walked out of the house. Goodbye, honey. I love you. I'll see you later. Walked out of the house, and there in the driveway was a wrapped, a very nicely, nicely wrapped box. She walked over, she unwrapped it, and there lay a bathroom scale. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
The man's funeral was the next day. <laughs> Good story, but here's the deal. What she asked for is what she got, was it not? I got one more for you. Teenager just got his license, her license, whoever. It doesn't matter, either or. I have a girl, so I'm going to go with that, right? My daughter, Manuel. Can you imagine this? She gets her license. She comes to me and she's like, Dad, I want a new car. And I'm like, all right, honey, we're going to do this because this is the plan. I want to give my kids some things that I was not able to in hopes that they will help them further along, you know, get there sooner, faster, quicker, whatever. And she says to me, Dad, I really want this kind of car. And I'm like, well, honey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out and we're going to get you a car that's going to be fitting for your first vehicle. It's not going to be fancy. I won't completely get you a, a beater, but, you know, somewhere in between. Something that's going to get you from A to B. That's, that's, the, that's the thought, right? So I pull up the car. Here it is. And my daughter, in great fashion, would be like, Thanks, Dad. Right? Because, I mean, the good ones we know learn how to, you know, cover it up. But, see, they haven't, they're not old enough to train the face. And some of us adults aren't either, right? But, you know, the face says it all. The face says it all. And so it's like, well, look, honey, this is it. And she's like, but, Dad, but, Dad. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Tomorrow we're going to go to the car lot. I'm just going to get rid of this. We go to the car lot. We're walking down through the thing, and she's excited, looking at the cars, looking at the cars, looking at the cars. And we walk up, and there's, there's the car. Not the exact one, but it's just like one. She's like, oh, my Dad, thank you so much. I'm like, you like it? Here it is. Here it is. You like it? And she's like, yes, Dad. And she runs over to the car, puts her hands on. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't touch that car. She's like, but this is mine. I'm like, no, no, no. Yours is the one next to it. She looks, she's like, this one? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the one next to it. She's like, Dad, there's no other car. I'm like, sure, sure, you're not looking. Open your eyes, it's right there. And she looks down, and there's the Hot Wheel. <laughs> the exact model, color, interior, and all, Hot Wheel, with a bow on it. Again. I got her exactly what she wanted, but it wasn't quite what she was looking for. Sometimes we pray for things thinking it's what we want. And we really need to question this. We really need to look at this for what it is. I want to share some scripture with you. Last week, we were in... 1 Samuel chapter 8. That's where we're going to be at again. We're going to be right in the same vicinity, same scriptures. 1 Samuel chapter 8. So if you want to head there, I'm going to be reading out of the amplified version. Not the classic, but the amplified. What will be up on the screen will be the classic amplified version. But if you have your Bible apps, please pull it up. It'll be there. You pull out your Bibles too if, if you like. 
And last week I talked to you about the story about Samuel, how Samuel was growing older and he turned the, the judgeship over to his sons. Samuel was the leader who was leading Israel. Israel had been led by certain men who were called judges, not like you and I know to a judge, right? He wasn't sitting in the black robe and the gaffle in his hand behind the big desk, but this was someone who led, this was someone who led the people, whether it was into war, whether it was into uh, certain situations of, of growth or, or a need, whatever the case was, this was the person or over a period of time people who uh, the people would go to to lead them. And Samuel was getting up in age and he began, he, he began to turn over the things that he took care of or... or the, 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 the role that he played, he turned it over to his sons. And his sons didn't follow God the way he did. They didn't, they didn't lead the way he did. And the people were not excited about it. So the people went to, they went to him and they said, you know what? We don't want to be led by your sons. They don't, they don't follow your ways. They don't lead the way you do. So we don't want them as our leader anymore. We want a king like the Philistines and all of the other nations. Well, you can hear the problem right there. We don't want to be led the way that we've been led. We want a king like everybody else. Let me go into now, nowadays, right? Teenager, adult whatever age you are, I don't want this. I want what they have. Even if you don't say it. I was messing with my daughter the other day, or my son. I was messing with my son the other day, and he was like, oh, my gosh, those shoes. Oh, my gosh, those shoes. And I was like, bro, listen, these shoes is nice. No, no. They're just not. And my wife, she was like, those are $200 shoes. He was like, you didn't get your money's worth. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, not these, not these. He didn't have nothing to say about these. Um, and, and, and he's like, Dad, these just not, they're not cool. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, these shoes are amazing. I'm like, what's not cool is the fact that because somebody didn't tell you they were cool, you didn't get the memo. Because I had another person, a coworker of mine, she's like, I wore some other shoes, and she's like, she never said it, but she was like, those are grandpa's shoes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, these are classics. What are you talking about? Those are grandpa's shoes, not these shoes, right? I'm like, I'm like, these are classics. And she's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. But then, and this is like probably about a year ago, but then just the other day, she said she went to the store with her son. And she was like, so the store changed their name. They changed all this different stuff, whatever. And like this brand of shoe is like one of the things that they're headlining in the store. What's a 
it is a throwback shoe. And the son wanted these shoes. She was like, I couldn't believe it. She was like, oh, my gosh. My son, I was like, I told you. She was like, no, no, no. It was the brand. It wasn't like yours. Yours are old man's shoes. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. But I digress. I digress. Let me stay on focus. I just, I felt that. I felt that in my heart. I might have been carrying a little bitterness there. But the point is this. The point that I'm getting at is this. Sometimes in our culture, we don't see what's good unless we see it through someone else's perspective. Matter of fact, nine times out of ten, everything we do comes from somebody else's perspective. What an error. I was picking out vinyl for my house, and I thought, Maybe I should do this. I'm like, oh, you can't do that because that's not really the style. And I was like, man, forget that. I'm, I'm just not that guy. I'm not that guy. I am the guy that if you tell me that is the style, I'm going to do the complete opposite. I never bought a pair of Jordans in my life. Never owned a pair. And it wasn't because I couldn't pay for them. I just refused. I was like, I will not buy Jordans because everybody else has them. For what? And I saved a lot of money, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got to stay focused. It's just these are things that hit me sometimes. So here we are in Israel, and these people are like, we want what they have because it looks better. It looks better. How does it look better? Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this as adults, teenagers. You can jump on board here. It'll be a little bit different look for you, but I'm sure you can apply it. So, do you want, let's be honest here, do you want to be led by someone that has everything planned out where you can see it? I'm, it's going to be tough. Or do you want to be led by someone who follows the Holy Spirit? Spirit. Now, wait a second, because it sounds good. It sounds good, right? I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But the truth is, is that if I looked at you and I said, and now this is a whole nother message, I know. I'm not going to go into it. But I look at you and I say, well, God has spoken to me and we are going to leave this building, go downtown into the square and begin to hold church service from this Sunday forward. How many of you are going to pack up and meet me there on Sunday morning? You don't have to raise your hand <laughs> because some of you ain't going to raise your hand. You'll be like, nope, he's crazy. <laughs> but if that's what God said... That's what I would do. If I was 100% clear on the fact that that's what God said, I would do it. I would do it. But some of you would be like, hmm, over at that church, over there, everything's plainly written out. They give me a flyer that has the schedule, that has everything on it, and everything's good to go. 
Now listen, I'm chall- I know I'm challenging here. Some of you are like, where is Pastor Dwayne going with this? Because I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I'm definitely not saying he's right because God can definitely move in a schedule, and he can. I'll be the first one to tell you. First time somebody told me that I needed to cut my message down to 30 minutes, I was like, mm-mm, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Until I did it, and God moved just as powerfully in 30 minutes as he did in an hour. And I was like, what? And then somebody said 15 minutes, and I was like, you, you're just, you're off the board. The other guy I was okay with, you're def- I'm not definitely, you know. And then in 15 minutes, again, people were slain, and, and the spirit was moving. And I was like, well, I am just not understanding, God. But here's the deal. We have to be completely on board with who he is and what, we, what we've learned that he's about in the way he moves, or we can find ourselves in the same situation as these people. So let's get back to this story. Here they are, and they're like, we want what they have. There's more organization over there. Their, their military is organized. They don't, have to, they don't have to move when God says move. Uh, or no, let me, let me say this. They don't have to gather when God says gather. They're already gathered. So then they can move when God says move. And that's good logic. It really is. But you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Why do you have to be careful? Because God might just give you what you want. It's not a bad thing. It's not a horrible thing. It's just not what he had for you. And if that's the case, there you are taking on, living in, not God's complete, absolute plan for your life, but the plan that he said, give them what they want. Give them what they want. Because that's what he said to Samuel. Let's read, actually before I read, let me tell you again about Samuel. In chapter 7, we're in chapter 8, but in chapter 7, Samuel served as a judge over Israel. And in in, in chapter 7, verse 15, it says this, all the days of his life. I won't go over the whole thing, but here's the just. Samuel was born. His mom had promised to give Samuel over to God. So when he was born, she did. So from the day he was born until the moment that he passed away, he served the people of God according to God himself. Whatever God said do, he went to the people and said, this is what God said. For his whole life. And here's the thing. Again, remember I told you, a judge was more than a person who just presided over a courtroom. He did a little bit of that. But he also was the ruler who governed and led everyone, the military, everything. The judges in Israel, they were the typical rulers. There was nobody else. They were the ones that led according to the word of God. So Israel had lived this way 
for at least his lifetime. But we know it was longer than that. But for at least his lifetime, they had lived this way. And now they're like, we want a king. We want something different. So here we are. Fast forward. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4. Read with me. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you have grown old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint us a king to judge us and rule over us like all the other nations. But their demand displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge and rule over us. So, so Samuel went and prayed to God. This is a man of God. This is what a man of God does. He doesn't get frustrated and fly off the handle and begin to curse the people. He went to God because that's what he had been accustomed to doing. Samuel prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, listen. Listen to the voice of the people in regard to all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Like all the deeds which they have done since the day that I bought them up from Egypt, even to this day, and that they have abandoned, rejected me, and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. So now, listen to their voice. Only solemnly warn them and tell them the ways of the king who will reign over them. So God gave them a warning. He gave them a warning of what was to come. Very specific. This is what a king is going to do. This is what's going to happen. How many times have you wanted something and you felt in your heart or have been told clearly by God, mm -mm, this is what's going to come of that, and you disregarded it? You disregarded it and moved forward because you just knew. You knew that this was it. And plus, it looked like what she had or what he had or what they had. And that looked good. That looked right. It made sense. But it wasn't what God had for you. Let's jump down to verse 19. Chapter 8, verse 19, and it says this. Nevertheless... The people refused, nevertheless. So that means after Samuel was very direct and told them exactly what was going to happen, they still refused. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, no. But there shall be a king over us, so that we too may be like all the nations around us, that our king may judge and govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel had heard all the words of the people and 
repeated them to the Lord. So again, Samuel went out to God as he was accustomed to. He didn't flip out, fly off the handle. God, do you hear this? God, are you listening to this? I went and told them exactly what you told me to tell them. And they still are not listening. And listen to what God said. This is important. This is very important. That you hear what God said to this man of God. Listen to their request and appoint a king for them. God said, give them what they want. But, but God, but God. Now, I'm just, I'm just, this is me. This is me. And I feel like this might be some of you. But God, you know. I mean, they're just not listening to you. Oh, man, this is good. Somebody, y'all ain't hearing me like I'm hearing this. But God, they're not, they're not listening. Listen to what they're asking and give them what they want. No, God, you just, you just told them that this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to be bad and they're going to regret this and this isn't going to go well and they're going to give them what they want. Man, can I just, can I just, I, do you know how frustrated I get? I just, let me step down because this is, this is about me and only me. I get so angry sometimes when people don't listen to me. I mean, people I know will look me square in my face and tell me, Dwayne, you're right a lot. And please hear me, please hear me. I'm, I'm speaking, if I could quote, I would quote each person that has said that to me. I would. Look at me. I'm not, I'm not telling you that I'm saying this. I'm telling you that people have said to me, Dwayne, I know. I know you've been right. I'm like, I mean, some of the time, I understand just some of the time. No, 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 no. Most of the time, you've been right. So why won't you listen? Because I just, you know what? I just got to do this. I, this is what I just, this is me. This is what I got to do. I'm just saying, I understand how Samuel feels. I understand how Samuel, who has led, I, listen, I didn't even lead them for, as, let's, just, let's just say, let's just say he led them for 70 years. Let's just, let's just say for 70, Samuel only lasted. And for 70 years, God had come through for them. God had done exactly what he told Samuel. God had moved just the way Samuel said God would move. When they went out to fight, God was there. 
When God says stay back, they stay back and everything went perfect. Like the man of God prayed. Things happened. What was supposed to? Everything was good. And here they are and they come to him and they say, we want a king. Listen, I understand, right? Hold on. I'm sure somebody was like, Samuel, we would probably listen to you if your sons hadn't went off track. We visited that last week. Do you remember? Right? I challenged you and I said, are you living in a manner that is going to cause people to want to follow Christ and have him be king over their life? Or are you pushing them away? Are you, are you, you know, repelling or Drawing them in. You remember that? Not last week, the week before. So, yes, we have to do our part, but come on. They're like, well, Samuel, you're your sons, your sons. Man, forget my sons. I get that. I understand that. Like, God will dismiss them, but don't dismiss God. No, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> God, Samuel went back to God. He probably was screaming at the top of his lungs. I don't understand what's wrong with these people, right? And God's like, give them what they want. <laughs> Let's continue reading. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said no. I'm going to jump down. And Samuel, and the Lord said to Samuel, listen to their request and appoint a king over them. So Samuel said to the men of Israel, go each, go each man to his own city. Basically, it'll be done. They got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. And what they wanted was a king, and their king was, for those of you that don't know, their king was Saul. The first king they had, King Saul. And he did literally every single thing that God said he would. God said, he's going to take your men, sons, husbands, and he's going to take them to war. No choice. Here, I need you to understand what I'm saying. No choice. No choice. But he, but he, he can't, he can barely, I don't care. But he hasn't even, like he's only so, oh, I don't care. See, prior to this, God would gather. God would gather the military. Let me tell you, that looks different. That looks different. Because when I say I need some people to follow me, I might, I might just pull people that aren't called to do certain things. JJ, from now on, you're not going to play the drums. I'm going to have you lead worship. Elijah, downstairs, no longer are you going to play the drums. Uh, Pastor Chancy needs some more teachers. You're going to teach a class. It's going to be okay. We need these things, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Follow me as I follow Christ. Well, I mean, 
God never said anything specific, right, about who I put in place to teach a class or sing a song. But what if he did? Then that's what I should be following. But unfortunately, sometimes when you get a man who you requested versus a man that God put in place, come on, somebody's not paying attention. I need you to pay attention to what I'm saying. You end up getting exactly what you asked for. I'm going to step on just a couple toes. Matter of fact, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just going to say marriage. Hmm? What I want, what I ask for versus what God maybe wanted me to have. Okay. I'm going to leave that one there. <clears throat> Teenagers? Look, they like, oh, please don't. I'm not, listen. Y'all have moments, haven't you? Have you had moments? You ask for one thing, you know what I'm saying, and you get it, you like, oh, backfire, right? Parents are like, don't do it, no. <laughs> Jobs, oh, we can I give you a testimony? Quick testimony. My job was rough last year. It's understatement. Understand that. And I was like, I'm leaving, I'm going, and that's it. Long story short, I put in applications, but I prayed first. I was like, Lord God, I don't want to step outside the boundaries. What I got isn't great. But there's some things that I know that you set in place because it's what I asked for. Wow. Yeah, I just that yeah, stung a little bit. Stung a little bit. <clears throat> but here I am in the job that, you know, I, I thought was good for me. And um, and it's been good, you know what I mean? But now God's like, are you sure you wanna um, you sure you wanna jump ship? Because, I mean, this has a lot of what you were looking for. I mean, aside from that one thing, those couple of things. And I can fix that if you depend on me. And I'm like, God, I just, I mean, you know, I'm not seeing it. How are you going to fit, you know? Like, did I just get dumb on God? I think I did. I got dumb on God for a split second. We do that sometimes, and it's okay, right? I mean, it's not really okay, but I'm saying we all do it is what I'm saying, right? So... So there I was, and I'm like, you know, God, I just don't, I don't know. I just feel like if I had what they had, I would be in a lot better situation. But, God, I'm not going to stay dumb on you. I went dumb on you for a second, but what do you say? What do you say? And here I am. I fill out the application. I do what I got to do. I do an interview, and the door closes. And I'm like, okay, God, all right. That just wasn't the one. You must have another one for me. <clears throat> you got another one, I'm sure, and here comes another one. Now, I knew in my heart that God had already said, just stay put. But something was telling me, and it was like, you know, about three or four teenagers cussing me out on a regular basis is what was telling me that that just wasn't the place for me. 
And I was like, okay, God, we're going to go again. And God's like, no, nah, I don't really think so. And I'm like, no, but look, like this has got to be you because look, it's really perfect. And so I stepped out again and I was like, and like I'm right there and I'm like, wait. I'm feeling dumb again. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I, okay, what do you say? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, dang, seriously? I'm like, okay, if you really mean no, Y'all feel me, right? If you really mean no, then shut that door. This specific door, shut it. And the person's like, <laughs> I'm in the interview, and the person's like, everything's good. You're going to get everything you want. Man, I'm so glad. I'm, next week, we can bring you in. And I'm like, well, just give me a couple weeks, and he, no problem. Whatever you need, whatever you need, not a problem. Whatever you need, whatever you need. And I'm like, now, are you sure? Because I'm a pastor, and like, it, not a problem. Whatever you need, whatever you need. And I'm like, this is it. Yeah, Jesus, he called me the next day when he was supposed to tell me my start date. And he was like, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> They're not willing to give you the money that, you know, I thought, I, thought they, I thought they would go with it, but they didn't go with it. And I was like, okay. Can I tell you that I went to work, I left work that night, and I, I was frustrated. I was mad. I ain't going to lie. I was mad. But I was like, you know what, God? I ain't happy. I am not happy. But you know what? I prayed, and I was very clear with you. I said, you answer this, and you answered that to the T. I'm not jumping on the stupid train this time. Not doing it. I'm done. I am absolutely done not jumping on the stupid train. If this is where I'm supposed to be, this is where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going to need you to fix them, or else I'm going to kill somebody. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can I tell you I went to work the next day? I went to work the next day completely free now Jeff deals with them <laughs> hallelujah I'm just, okay I'm not joking I'm being very serious yes he's not up here to say nothing I mean there's nothing that he can say there's nothing that he can say this is an absolute I, I need to revel in this moment real quick just real quick I promise I'm about to wrap up, but this is too good, okay? I have to share this with everybody. Jeff has to deal with, uh, won't he do it? <laughs> I love Tom. Tom's back there loving it too. <laughs> listen, listen, here I am at my job still doing it, and, and God literally, listen to me, he literally removed the issues that I had. And I mean, it's, it's most unfortunate, and I really feel bad at, at times. He removed them and literally gave them to somebody else. And occasionally I step out in the hall and I'm like, bro, you good? And he's like, man, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm good. At the end of the day, he'd come out and he'd be like, bro, bro, listen. And I'd be like, I know. He's like, I know you do. I know you do. He'd be like, I'm like, I know, man. I, 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 did not you see why I was where I was at last year? He was like, I do, I do. But he was like, I'm, I'm good, though. I'm good. He's like, I'm good. I was like, I was too the first year. I was great. Listen to me, okay? All joking aside, it's a good story, but it's a true story. It's a true story. And, and what God did, I can't explain why it's okay and why it works. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? I can't explain to you why it's good and why it works. All I know is he answered my prayer. And I'm not getting on the stupid train. Okay? Because now I'm free. I go to work. My blood pressure doesn't rise anymore. I don't come home and cry in the driveway on my wife's shoulder. Yes, that happened one time. And that's when I knew I had to leave. But it wasn't the fact. I didn't have to leave. I just needed to, I needed to put it on Jesus, right? Sometimes we forget that. So um, I want you to walk away with two things here. Be careful what you ask for, especially when you're asking in the middle of maybe a storm or maybe things are going real hunky-dory for you. And you're like, well, I'm good. Everything's good, right? When I go to his house, it's clean. So he's a clean person. Is he really, is he really a clean person to just clean up when you came over? And then you say, I do, and everything's everywhere. <laughs> That happened to me. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> that was really a joke. I was the one that left everything everywhere. Um, be careful what you ask for. I know that I'm making light, but I need for you to hear what I'm saying. Do not jump ship if, it, if you ain't supposed to jump ship. Don't ask for a new person if it ain't supposed to be a new person. Don't say yes to the person that you thought you wanted if it's not supposed to be the person. Don't walk away from God. That's what it comes down to. Don't reject God. I don't care what package that he shows up in. I hope, here, I'm going to say that one more time. I don't care what package he shows up in. Do not reject God. Because when you do that, he might just let you have exactly what you wanted. And I'm going to bet that what you want can't compare to what he wants for you. No matter how good it might look. Huh? Right? I don't care that it's wrapped in a nice pretty box on the driveway. I don't care if you go to the car lot and it looked like everything you want is right there. When what you ask for is right there. Because once you sign on the dotted line, it is yours. My mom used to always say this to me. Man, thank the Lord. Come on, Jesus. My mom used to always say, you marry that bear, it's your bear. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, Jesus. Well, praise God. I put this on Facebook, and I didn't even realize it. But praise God, I got Goldilocks instead of the bear. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I almost got a bear. I'm a t- <laughs> almost got a bear. I'm like, but Jesus, this looks good. And it's kind of like what they got. <laughs> and what they got is good. The people of Israel rejected God because they thought, they thought that because of one situation, two knuckleheads, mm, hallelujah, that speaks to me, a couple of knuckleheads was causing confusion, hallelujah, and, and they jumped ship, they rejected God. Give the situation, the thing that's causing you problems, give it to God. Give it to God and see if he don't straighten out whatever it is so that you can stay in his plan. Man, I could preach for another 30 minutes. I promise I could. But I've said I've said all that I know and I'm supposed to say. So I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you and I want to close out. Will you bow your heads with me? If there's anyone in the room that, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, before we can get to any of these other things, the the life principles, the Christ principles, before we can get to these things, you first have to know him. You first have to know him. You first have to accept him and who he is in your life so that you can begin to see what he has for you so that you can begin to hear his voice right now if that's you if you're online Facebook and you know that you feel God speaking to you but you're unsure right I'm I'm just is this really God right now in this moment God speak to them let them know that everything is not 100% right and that there's more that you have for them, that there's more that you want to share with them, that there's more that you want to let them know. If that's you and you know that God wants more for you, that he wants to share more with you, you've heard about him, but you want to know more. If that's you, will you raise your hand? Will you put in the comments that that's me, I see you. That's me, Pastor Dwayne. I want to pray with you, but before I pray, if you, like the Israelites, have made some decisions and you realize today that you might have rejected God or you might be on the cusp of rejecting God if that's you will you raise your hand thank you I'm going to take one more moment and it's not because I'm fishing or I want somebody to raise their hand I need you to understand this I just simply felt like God said, take one moment. 
Let me speak to them. Lord God, Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are in our lives. You are so amazing. You are so wonderful. You are so on time that we at times don't even recognize it. We assume and we figure things just happen to work out. But you was there working on our behalf the whole time. Hallelujah. God, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would show yourself to your people. Begin to bring back to their remembrance in the name of Jesus. Begin to bring back to their remembrance how you showed up. How the thing worked out. It went in their favor. But how when they were about to step off the edge and didn't, it was you. It was you working in their favor all the time. God, show them how you've got them in the palm of your hand, caring for them, taking care of them, moving and shaking, opening and closing. Setting up and tearing down. Hallelujah. God, show them that it's you. And Father, help them to remember that it's you. It's always been you. And if it's for the first time, help them to know without a shadow of a doubt that it's been you. I pray for the people that raise their hand that they need to be refreshed. They need to be renewed. They need to know you more. They want to know more about you, and they want to know more about what you say about them. God, begin to minister to their hearts, to their minds. Transform them. Transform their thinking. Help them to see what has been wrong, where they have erred, and help them to begin to walk in what you say is true. God, help them never, never, ever to reject you. Help them to see you, your hand, your face, your presence. And help them to embrace you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Facebook, for joining us today. And I thank you, each and every one of you, for being here. Go and be blessed in the name of Jesus.